Regina Jelly down the outside might still be just in front of No Song No Supper. Regina Jelly, the little girl, Johnny Allen. No Song No Supper's coming. Regina Jelly for history. She's going to win two Ben Daniels, just like the big brother. in the middle of the track, Monarch Jones, gold medals on the outside, trying to do the double, ZM, the brave Kiwi, gold medals, the local, ZM, gold medals, gold medals, inch by inch, ZM, gold medals, gold medals, ZM, gold, oh, gold medals, gold medals, maybe a nose to ZM. Six lengths away, Fern, don't pull a stand down if I'm wrong. And Mudra, Axar at the top of the straight is the leader, gets away here from Marino, and then followed by Shoreham, shiny buttons is down the outside, but from, 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 the car's leaving the pool! The Sun Gold Milk Waterball Cup is going to Axar, Axar 4-5 in front, and wins it from west-south-west. On the outside, flying agent took the lead though from bit of a lad who's trying to rally back. Luke was next, flying agent with 200 metres to go. He's a length in front of bit of a lad with all his weight, he's trying hard. But now 100 to go and flying agent, the money's going in your account. He's won the 3YB, Scotty Stewart Riley, he's a star, a double to Horner. Flying agent wins by two and a half bit of a lad. But gold medals, he's 11. But by G, he doesn't know it. Set him. Look at him. He won't give in. But gold medals. Two grand annuals. What a hometown hero. What a grand annual hero. Seriously, how bloody good is the pearl? G'day punters and welcome to a very special edition of the Racing Previews podcast. Not only is it the eve of the Warrnambool Carnival for 2023, it's also one year since we started this podcast. Me and you, Nico, huddled in your bedroom and not much has changed. 12 months later, I'm here and we're about to head to the bull. Will Alford, you came on board probably a couple months into it and you've been an absolutely amazing inclusion. Will Bott. But Nico, this is your time to shine. The jumps, how are we feeling about the carnival this year? Yeah, so um, as you touched on, happy one year anniversary, mate. Um, it's been one <laughs> hell of a ride, to say the least. There's been plenty of ups so and cute. downs. So cute. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, quite one year. It's, not, it's not quite one year anniversary with you here just yet, but it's, um, it's been good. Um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for this week, as I've alluded to for the last however many weeks. Um, yeah, it's my favourite week of the year. It's like Christmas Eve tonight. I'm waking up and going to unwrap all my presents tomorrow, and hopefully that's tipping up a storm and backing a bunch of winners. So um, yeah, I'm keen to get stuck into it, and more excited to be waking up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it. there's not too many times in the year that I'm happy about that. For for those that aren't. Uh you know, across the jumps with the Warrnambool main carnival. Hopefully that intro and some of those great calls by Rick McIntosh give you a bit of a feel for what it's for. Uh, had to sneak in a how bloody good is the ball at the end. So hopefully that gets everyone G'd up and pumped up. Um, just going back to the one year quickly. I went back and listened to our first ever episode. Gee, we were rusty. Oh, <laughs> it is a, I've it listened is a to it a couple listen. of times. It's a hard yeah. listen. Lots of arms and... All sorts of things. So yeah, we've uh, we've come a long way since then. So yeah, absolutely. Very, I suppose you got to start somewhere. Weather. Will Alford, I'll give you the mic now. You're already in Warrnambool. Tell us what's doing yeah. with the weather up there. I'm guessing it's cold as always. No, it's been raining up here actually. So might get oh, some pretty wet track. <laughs> Shock yeah. horror. How much rain has there been? A bit. I haven't been outside. I've been inside, but like um, a drizzle or like a bit of a like consistent no, I've been, like consistent sort like, of rain you'd have the windshield wipers on driving the car sort of situation not heavy but it's been there it's been there wow hmm was this forecast I've got no idea to be honest 
Come on, bot. You got to fucking give the listeners something, mate. You're, you're there on the grounds. Yeah, well, no. I, I don't think I've been this excited for a, a carnival since the spring carnival. <laughs> but, well, yeah. No, no. How I'm about you go for a walk it. and give us a track report? Make yourself. What, right now, John Mead is. Yeah. Go for a five-minute yeah, yeah, walk. Yeah. Or something. Get the umbrella, the torch, <laughs> get out there, live doing the podcast. Take your phone, record while you're on your walk. Bring my laptop with me. <laughs> well, hopefully there's not too much rain. I think it's probably only just enough to keep it in that seven range. I reckon it was a seven probably on the better side of. Uh, hopefully with this rain, it just keeps it in that seven range. Yeah. yeah. Haven't they... Uh, did they redo the track? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, so they've... After last year's debacle, which wasn't really their fault. Like, it was the weather, just an ageing, tired track. Like, once a cop's... It's like any racetrack. Once you've got rain during race day, like you, it's, it's horrible. It's the worst type of rain. But yeah, they did a full re- refurb after that. Um, and there's new parts of the track that they've actually re-turfed. Like fresh turf, not scalped and let it grow back. So um, hidden through bits of steeple lane and things like that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all plays. Um but yeah, I think the track will be good. It's been normal, wonderful. Everything will be fine tomorrow. It'll they'll start making some decisions on Wednesday, and then they'll come from everywhere on Thursday, and that's that's part of the part of the fun of the bull. Like if you end up in front, like it's all good and well going in with this confidence that we've got. But like if if you if you're ten dollars in front on the end of Thursday after thirty races and an absolute punterthon, you've done well because it is hard. <laughs> There's whole, every horse. This is like grand final day. Every horse that goes around on <coughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday is being set for this race because owners want to win races at Warnable. It's not the the massive prize money races, but that's not what it's about. It's about having a winner at the bull. Yeah. So speaking every of, horse is set up to be running well at Warnable. Speaking of 30 races, I am changing my tact a little bit this year. I learnt the hard way last year trying to bet into every race and deep diving oh. every single race. This year... I think I am going to be betting in less races, but wagering a higher amount or stake. Um, I remember last year, like Sauna Boy won and Hebe Wright won. That were two of the better bets of the carnival, I thought, and I still came out behind. So I'm going to make sure if my best bets do land, then we're going to be leaving the bull with the chocolates. All right, we do start with the podcast. We have 2021 Briley Steeplechase winning trainer, Amy McDonald. Um, she does have the second favourite, again, in the same horse tomorrow in Flying Agent. So we'll kick off the podcast there, and then we'll get into the form straight after that. Alrighty, we start tonight's podcast with Gun Jumps trainer Amy McDonald. obviously owns and trains Flying Agent, the Gun 2021 Briley uh, winner. Amy, thanks for coming on. You're very welcome. I'm going to throw straight to Nick here, because Nick's our resident jumps man. Nico, what can you ask Amy straight off the bat on the eve of the Warnable Carnival? Well, I'm I'm taking that Amy is just as excited as I am because this is my favourite week of the year, and I'm I'm sure it's probably Amy's as well. But um, what we'll first start off with, Amy, can you just enlighten us on your background um, in racing? What got you into it? What 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 got you to where you are today? Um, I grew up just being a horsey girl and racing wasn't really in my blood it wasn't in our family or anything like that we just sort of I just sort of stumbled into it by accident when I moved to Melbourne on a weekend um from country South Australia and it sort of just grew from there and then I tried getting a real job and I didn't like it so I ended up with a trainer's license a few years later and here we are basically Obviously, you've got your partner, partner Lee Horner, who rides for you, and he he rode Flying Agent to win in 2021. How does that kind of relationship go together? Uh, it's really good. He actually didn't ride him in 21. His brother Daryl rode him, which My everyone bad. gets confused about. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> everyone gets confused about, but um, it's good. I think it's it's really good to have a um, a good relationship with your jockeys, especially when you've got jumpers. I think there's um, like when you're leaving anyone up, there's a fair amount of trust that goes into it. But obviously when you've got 19 or 33 on occasion fences in front of you, um, you just want to 
really learning inside out and upside down basement. Yeah, yeah and you, you obviously touched on your your star horse flying agent. How's he tracking towards the Riley this year and the Warrnambool Carnival in general? Yeah, so far so good. <laughs> can, you, can you take us through his uh, his recent demolition trial? Um, look, he just he just went out for a good time. Um, he, I just wanted to to see him have a good time and have a bit of an effort. And that was his, you know, sort of last strong bit of work under under saddle before we head into the Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was just nice to see him jumping beautifully. And he obviously loved the ground. He loved the course. And it was just it was nice to watch. Yeah, sure was. He's definitely got. He's definitely ignited himself. Hopefully, as much as he's ignited me, he just he jumps a bit like a gazelle, and there's not too many horses. If they could all jump like flying agent, it'd be uh, it'd be very easy. But he's very talented, and I'm sure that's his own smarts and and Amy's uh, craft and Lee's riding. What if what are some more ambitions and goals that you've got in the caper, um, Amy? Moving forward, if if you've got any and um, I've noticed the recent recent acquisition of um, South Pacific. Can you tell us a little bit about him and how his progression's coming along? Yeah, so we've had a couple of years of buying really bad horses. So <laughs> try to forget that. That's first and foremost. Um, and even though you profile them, they sometimes they just don't come out. Like who would have ever thought a horse like Pantire out of a Zabil man wouldn't say? It just is. It's <laughs> And I think about it, but um, ambitions are to present. You obviously want to win the big one, but right now the focus is just to present each horse that we have, regardless of their ability, the best we can on the, on the day that they need to be there. That's that's this year's focus. I, that's all I want to focus on this year. Um, and in terms of South Pacific, he comes down. Um, he's been all over the place. The Portlander. He's been over in the UK and then he came down here and then he went up to Sydney and then he went up to far north Queensland to John Manson and he and he still owns him so um, he rang me one day and said oh would you like to give him a go um, so that's sort of how he turned up and he's taken along alright I think he needs another probably another one or two hurdle trials before he's ready to go into a hurdle race he, he won't jump it at the carnival um, but he's definitely got the ability there it's just whether or not he's going to pull it all together and and take that next step but he's, he's working towards it it's just taking a little bit longer amy can you take us back to that that day in 2021 uh just some of the fond memories from that and how that's sort of evolved your training career so um there was a, a heap of pressure that year um lee fell off i think it was the first meeting um off of got read it to rain and he busted his ankle and he had a fracture in one of his vertebrae on his back so and at the time we had two young children and so there's you know 10 or 12 horses in work and I was under the pump trying to get it all done and um so on top of just having a horse that people were spruiking as the next best thing <laughs> which was <laughs> hard to listen to even if you thought it yourself um we yeah we had a heap of pressure at home and then um it was it was almost it was such a good day and it was it was a great day and the only day that would have made it better was if Lee was riding him but as it turned out it was it was wonderful in its own way having Daryl on the horse and Lee being there and our eldest son Joe was there as well so to see him do it and it makes me get a bit teary when I watch the replay but it also if I ever need to pick me up I just put it on. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. All right, well, I think we've sort of covered that. We don't want to take too much more of your time, Amy. We need to let you get to bed before the big day tomorrow. So we well, do I just thank have one you. question. Oh, I have okay. one question. So <laughs> for Nick and I, we've already been to Warnable already, but for young Wilbur here, it will be his first time uh, going to the big carnival. What are some of the tips you've got for him to survive the week? Go steady. <laughs> <laughs> Someone steady wins the race, Wilma. <laughs> oh, my first carnival, I went down with horses to Fran Hallahan, and we stayed down there from the Monday to the Friday. And I swear I lost like five kilos that week. And I was 
All right, awesome. beautiful. We won't take up any more of your time, Amy. Thanks for coming on. We're going to let you get some sleep before the big day tomorrow, but um, all roads lead to tomorrow's race, and hopefully, fingers crossed, the champ gets all up on up and over all of them, and hopefully, you can add another Briley to the uh, to the mantelpiece. You do with Brad regardless. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank Amy. You. All the best and good luck. How good was that to hear from Amy McDonald? She's a bit of a nervous wreck whenever her star flying agent is running, but hopefully he can land the chocolates. We will get to that race very shortly. But first we start off with a maiden hurdle, race three. Impulsar is the even money favorite, has been well backed from Carisbrook six dollars. Tom Foolery, eight fifty. Uh Autodors, I don't know how to say that. Nine dollars, Booker T nine fifty. And Fiji twelve dollars uh ten dollars, what Nico said. Nico, this looks like a bit of a put-in, take-out job. Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so um, a lot of people will remember this horse uh, racing on the flat not too long ago. He raced in the uh, Gentia colours, I suppose you'd call, the white with the green and gold sash. Um, He's in a different set of colours now, from what I can see. But, um, yeah, this horse's flat ability... We'll carry him a long way, this son of Frankel. Um, his first couple of trials were sort of mediocre, but he, I was really, really impressed with his latest trial um, in heavy going at Terang. Steve was swinging off him. He he had improved his jumping at the first couple of trials. He sort of he pecked at a few, and that's a common uh, fault of new jumpers. They can sort of... They're just not relaxing and jumping smoothly because they just haven't quite taken to it and they just need that little bit more experience. Um, in the latest trial, he he really jumped like a lot better and like he's in the right camp with the right jockey to improve and, and become a good jumper. And I think for this horse, with his flat ability for him to be coming jumping this early in his career, I think he's definitely shown them a bit at home and they've got a high opinion of him and he could be... Um, one of their horses that they want to um, put up in lights and could be the new banner horse um, through the hurdling ranks if that's um, if it all, if, if all goes to plan. So, yeah, he was he was very good in the latest trial. Um, it will read that half-mast beat him, who I think um, has his own degree of talent. Um, being a debutant, this is his first ever race start. This is something that I think we'll see more of in Australia. Um so the sire of half masters raised the flag, and he's he's probably the Vinny of jump stallions. He's he's the go-to um, guru jump stallion. So I think we will we'll see a bit more of that. So, but Steve had a vice-like grip on Impulso in that trial, even though he was just nosed out in the finish. Half mast was well ridden out. I can't quite figure out why this horse isn't a dollar fifty. Um, he's better than these horses on the flat, and from what I can see in the jumps trials. He even jumps better than them. So it's not even like he's not jumping properly and if he makes mistakes, they can bank on beating him. I can't really figure out how they beat him. And I'm happy enough to declare him. I think he is the best bet uh, on the card tomorrow. And the only way I can see him getting beaten is if he falls over. And I don't think that's going to happen. So responsibly, go and fill your boots. And I think um, I think this is a, a very good way to start the carnival. Just back up the truck and... Hopefully he'll pay for a few sherbets uh, later in the evening. But yeah, I think he's a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic bet tomorrow, and I couldn't talk anyone out of having a, a very big bet. Like if you're gonna have one bet tomorrow, put it all on him. Yep, I've done exactly that. I have taken two dollars twenty. He's into even money now. I think he's gonna start odds on. As you touched on, uh, his platform is just lengths superior to these. Like he's running around starting five dollars in an Anset Classic. Um, his flat rating is superior to any of these horses to start with like yeah. his flat rating is miles above 
Yeah, exactly. And as you said, I, I think we are betting on whether he makes it around the course safely. I did watch some of his uh, jumps trials and a few, he did, as you said, he, he did um, sort of jump a few a little bit awkwardly, but you get Pateman, it's my own Eustace. Hopefully he just goes around safely and even if he's got a little bit of ground to make up, he'll just make that up on the flat. So I'm, I'm pretty keen on him. Um, he looks the best bet of the day. But if you've got anything over the jumps, just feel free to chime in. Let's go to no, race six. But just follow us. No, we'll, it is we'll, the first. I'll just say I'll just say something. Like um, he's clearly the best horse, and and the further he goes, the better the better his rating gets. So I wouldn't. I would definitely wouldn't put you off having a bet on Impulsar if he jumps fine. Triple down there. The first of three I features of the Warnable. Just use the old TV line when you see him glistening in the yard tomorrow. Triple your bet, runners. <laughs> The first of three features is the Briley. Uh, obviously, we've got the Gallywood on Wednesday and then the Grand Annual on Thursday. This is the first of three, and Valak has come up a surprising $3.20 favourite in front of Flying Agent, as we heard from Amy. Won this race back in 2021, is trying to win it again with the 71 kilos. I know for Hay's been well backed into 550. Britannicus, $7, narrowly edged out in the race last year. Sainanaka, $11. Riding High, $11. Police Camp, 21s. And Longer, the rest. Nico, I'll let you lead. Again, you're our jumps man. Tell us why we're back in the toppy. Well, this market is very fascinating, to say the least. You should be getting $3 to, to start with Vivalak to finish. <laughs> I, he's the biggest false favourite of the whole week. Barrier 1 for him is going to be an absolute nightmare. The whole reason he fell last year because he was cluttered up inside of horses... Barrier one, he's going to have a target on his back even though he can't win. They're just going to keep him locked up and he's bound to make a mistake. Like, if we get to the second last or to the last and he's like right next to us, oh boy. There's max bet in play because he's bound to, like when the pressure gets on Valak, he's bound to make a mistake. Like he doesn't, he's he's got too many flaws for him to, to just be able to like, jump well and efficient under pressure. I just, I just can't see it happening. Um, I'm probably considering laying him the place. only reason that's stopping me is because if he didn't fall, like he he probably does run a place. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Flying Agent, if, if the maiden hurdle wasn't as legless as it is and Impulsor didn't stand out like he does, um, Flying Agent would be the best bet. I think we're getting an absolute luxury. I've taken a bit of $3.80, and I think that's still vastly available. I thought he would open up more around the $2.60, $2.70 mark and be more like a $2.20 chance. So the market is telling me I'm wrong so far, but I can't figure out why I am. Um, this horse is one of the best jumpers that I've ever seen, and I've only been following the sport for... A, little, a short period of time but my dad's followed it for oh, as good as 35 30 odd th- yeah 35 years and he's one of the best jumpers he's ever seen he's just he just measures them and jumps them so well he's a model of consistency he very rarely makes a mistake which is everything you want in a steeplechaser and even though he's got a lug 71 kilos it's not really not really um a task, I don't think. He'll be fine. Lee from barrier 10. Not that barriers have a real massive effect in jumps racing because they all sort of find their order anyway. But from barrier 10, Lee will just get him out and clear air, just out of trouble. Main thing is we're as far away from Valak as possible. So if anything bad's going to happen, at least he shouldn't be anywhere near us. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd just see him... When the whips are cracking, Lee will let the shackles go and he'll just launch like he always does. His recent trial was as good as his ever trial, win by 25 lengths. He just charged up Briley Hill and up the paddock and yeah, he just, he just loves Warnable and I can't see any reason that he's not going to uh, not gonna add another Briley steeplechase to the mantle. I think the main danger in the market, which is starting to come closer to him, they bet $11 and that was ridiculous, is INA for Hay. This horse um, is coming back from an injury. I think he may have done a tendon or something of the of that sort of ilk. But, um, yeah, he burst onto the scene 
um, early on in his jumps career back in 2021, and he was touted as the next best thing. Like he's got some serious, serious SPs. They backed him to beat Saunterboy one day. Um, he'd just gotten beaten by Will John, and then he left Social Element for dead. And um, Social Element obviously had an injury, trained by Gay. Um, he burst onto the scene also and looked like he was going to be the next megastar and he hurt, him, hurt himself and unfortunately was the end of his jumping career. But yeah, I know for Hay, his record speaks for himself. He's had six starts over the jumps for, for three wins and a couple of placings. Um, he is a proper, proper horse and I think he is the main danger to flying agent. Um, Prushka knows how to get a jump already. So I am scared of him, but like all things being equal, I don't see how they beat Flying Agent. Britannicus, he'll run well for a long way. If it's raining and it's rained a little bit more than um, what they had anticipated, he's going to hate that. He hates the ground when someone spits on it. He needs it as dry as possible. Uh, Sananica, he's going to have a preparation run uh, and look to back up in the annual. He'll be too dour over the short 34.50 trip. He needs closer to 4,000 plus, which he'll get later in the season. Riding high is coming back from a, uh, a tendon injury, I believe. Um, so he's probably just going to have a poke around. I, I can't see him figuring in the finish. Police camp and BT Junior just having a tick over run. Before the annual, Alvesan only goes at Cassidon, and I don't even know why this New Zealand horse is here. They must have wanted a holiday, but um, yeah. Flying agent, max back, max bet for me. I think. Um, I think it's a pretty easy race. I just about I need to start getting. Danger. I just about need to Go start on, getting ready. I just about need to start getting ready for the first day of the bull. After that, far out. <laughs> it's all important <laughs> intel, but we sharpen up at the back half of the the potty. Um, I don't really need to repeat too much of what Nico said, but I, I will anyway. Flying Agent is the best jumper in the race. Um, Valak is obviously a query. As Nico said, John Barry won. He gets crowded up, and he is at risk of falling. Has he fallen twice now? Yeah. Yeah. So he's so fallen. He, so to put it in perspective, so I've, I don't really want to gas on much, but this is important. He started shorter in last year's race before he fell at the second last. This year... He is pretty much a similar price, if not shorter, and a much harder race. Like he only had to beat Vanguard and Britannicus last year. This is a much yeah. harder race, and he's same price, if not shorter. Like it's ridiculous. Why didn't Why didn't um, Flying Agent run in this race last year? Um, he had a setback. Was coming yeah. back from a setback. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, two years ago, Flying Agent did SP a dollar eighty in this race, and he won easily. I know he only oh, had sixty five. He only had sixty five that day. They um, lo- so he went he went bad here. after that probably. So after yeah. that season, you'll see the form guy. He sort of lost the boil a little bit, and yeah, it took a little while for him to get back. But he's back now. Yeah, that um that recent trial would say he's absolutely back. Uh, Britannicus Britannicus will be in front for a long way, but. He's got better horses here um, chasing him down. Flying Agent is definitely the bet to have. If you get around four bucks, and that's uh, that's about as good a bet as there is on, on day one besides Impulsor. All right, let's is, head on is, to... Is, sorry, is Britannicus the one that wants a good track, or is that a different one? Yeah, same no, colours. Well, when you say good track, soft five. Oh, he wants it as dry as possible. So when you, when you hear someone say, you'll hear plenty of... Plenty of people say, oh, he needs a dry track and he's a jumper. A dry track in the jumps is a soft five. Yeah. All right, let's go to race seven. We're going to get you involved a bit more here, Bot. It is a benchmark 70 handicap over the 23.50. Boise, 5.50 favourite. Festivus, uh, sorry, the equal favourites, 5.50 also. Ferrimond is 6.50. Bazzini, 7.50. Wads is $10 and then Glitter and Gold, 11s and longer the rest. You're on Bo Mertens and Lindsay Smith here. Tell us what price you got firstly and tell us why it can win. Um, so completely disregard what Nico said about best bet of the day. This is the best bet of just about the year, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I took I took $11 for Fiermond. I'm hoping that's how you say it. I think it's a $2 chance. I think it's an even money chance and I have had a, a, a pretty good bet at it. 
and um, I'm hoping it wins. A pretty good bet, you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Drink, dinner and drinks will be on me tomorrow night if it wins. Let's just say Tell that. us why it can win. Um, well, I just think it comes through the right form line. It's coming through the, the Convener race. It was half-backed there. The sectionals through the line were good. The biggest thing for me is the only time it's ever backed up in its life, it ran a massive peak rating, and that was at its fourth start at Warrnambool over 2,000 metres. It's shaping like it wants further than 2,000 metres now. It gets onto the soft track, which is be- where its best form is. Like I just, I th- and it can position further forward from barrier three. There's a lot of horses that want to get back and, and want to run on. And like a lot of these, like Festivus is $5. I don't see how. Like it, it won by eight in a, like a genuine walker's race. Um, 64, and, 20, 2700 meter race. Yeah, and it comes comes back in distance. Um and boy, boy Z, I sort of understand. Like, I, I, I've got that second pick, and I've got it close enough to where it is in the market. Um, but for example, like a horse like Bazzini, I think what price is Bazzini? Uh, Bazzini's next win will be in a maiden hurdle later this year. Yeah, that's it's exactly it's right. Seven, what, seven bucks, seven, I think. Yeah, well, I've got it fifty dollars. It cannot win. Um, I, I just think Fiumont is the bet of the carnival. I think it's the bet of the year. I think it's a a ridiculously good bet. If you're going to have a bet, you're going to have this bet on the first day of the carnival. Well, wait. Well, they can back in pulse and they can go all up. Pure mm. Seven dollars is available on Bet365. So go and snap it up because what do you do? You think they will back it, bot, or they have to? Don't oh they? fuck! I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Let's go on to race eight. It is the Vale Dean Holland handicap, seventeen hundred meters open. Uh, Daytona Bay is $4 favorite from Bissonari, $4.20. Rolls, $7.50. Aspen, Colorado, $7.50. Kissinger, $11. And Independent Road, $12. You're with the class at the top of the page, I believe, here. Not Kissinger, number two. No, yeah, I'm backing Bissonari. Um, the 60, 61 kilos isn't worrying me at all. Um, the, if, you, if you look at the ratings in this horse, um, it's a complete, completely different horse on a... On a on a wet track compared to on a on a dry <coughs> sorry a dry track and um draw he's a big horse big striding horse um and he's um his first ever start or something I think it, he was like one of the the longest striding horses has ever been on on debut in, in in the UK anyway um and that's irrelevant but um who measures um, that <laughs> sorry who even measures that uh this guy his name's Rowley or something. He works for Timeform. Anyway, um, he's third up and he, and he gets... Uh, he's been unsuited um, badly both times. His preparation at Flemington, he was, he was off the track. And, and at Bendigo, he was three and four wide on a track that you wanted to be as close to the rail as you possibly could. He gets to a soft track here and he gets Ben Malin from an outside gate. I think he's just a, a great bet. I took the 750 on opening price and that's probably gone now. I've got him $4, so I couldn't really tell you to have a... A, sorry, a real a real bet at that price, but um, yeah, the the horse I really sort of half wanted to back was as well was Quay Quay, but um, he just doesn't go on a wet track at all. So unfortunately, um, yeah, he's probably getting out to a, but and, and the, the market says Daytona Bay is the favourite. I just I just don't see it. I just don't see Daytona Bay being favourite to me. It just doesn't seem right, and he just yep. doesn't have the numbers to do so. Well, probably the, the wetter the better for this scenario, would we think? Or the, yeah, yeah. The rain certainly doesn't. Yeah, yeah and and typically, help. typically on the first day, you want to be you want to be forward of midfield. You want to be closer to the leaders, and and that's where he's going to be. So, um, yeah, I think he's a he's a pretty good bet. Yeah. I'm fully in agreement with you, Bob. Um, Lovely, that's awesome. I have a nice piece of seven dollars fifty upon opening. Very happy with that. Was very surprised when he opened that price. I thought he would open up closer to the current quote, maybe even yeah, shorter. I thought we might have been fishing between that sort of three to four dollar mark when me I too. looked at um, acceptances. Daytona Bay, he munches it. You can have him at your own peril. Um, he, I can't see him winning, regardless whether he's got a map advantage and six, seven kilos. Um, on Visionari, he wouldn't carry Visionari's bags. 
<laughs> if we just go through the form guide, Visionari stands out that he needs a wet track. He's had three starts on a soft for a win and two placings and two starts on a heavy for one win. You go back the last time, so the last three runs, he hasn't seen a wet track. And he hasn't ran poorly, but he hasn't ran well. Last start on a heavy track, SP'd $5, late for age, group two at the Valley. Must have been a crystal mile. My Oberon, beaten four lengths, Mallon Road. You go back the second last time he saw a soft track. He SP'd $2.60, beaten a lip by Tuvalu. And then the time before that was back in a benchmark race um, on a heavy track, beating Chief Altoni. So this horse is, is a superior uh, horse to his opposition on wet ground. And that is what he's going to get here, I think. From nine, Malum will put him um, out of trouble, blend into the race when he wants to. And Daytona Bay is the only horse we've got to run down. Well, pay up. Yep, I don't know. I don't know much to add there. Um, I didn't take the price Visionary, so I probably won't touch the race just for now. But uh, I'll see. I'll definitely come with you, Fermon Bot. Do we have any other bets on day one, Nico? I'll firstly start with you. There's a couple interesting maiden hurdles to kick off the program. Betting in any of them? So I don't have a firm opinion in the first race, but for those playing along at home, I th- the way I thought the first race would open market-wise. I thought King's Charisma would open about $2.60 with Vivid Red Sky $4.20. Well, I got that a little bit wrong because King's Charisma opened $2.80 and Vivid Red Sky opened $12. I didn't quite get $12. In the process of me trying to back Vivid Vivid Red Sky, he's gone from 12s to 9s to 6s, which is eventually what I got. I think $6 was still over the odds. He's back into his right price now. I don't think Pure Deal should be as short as he is. Um, I thought he should be the same, if not longer, than Aquila Valare. St. Eustace will come out in the morning um, so that we will have a little bit of deductions there. But um, I thought it was a race in two, and I will be working around those two. Nothing too outrageous. Maybe just a little double um, with both of them into uh, Impulsor. The second it is race, worth noting. It is worth noting. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. It is worth noting, punters. Our first ever podcast last year, uh, Nico was able to to tip the first ever winner, or our first ever tip, Lord Piero at double figures, and it was uh, Me- Megan Dunseith, I think, who uh, was the mm. first female um, ever to ride a, a jumps winner at Warrnambool. So, I don't know where she's it. gone. Yeah, I don't think she, I don't think they've seen her since. Well, she's so. had her time in the sun. Full credit to her. Well done. <laughs> she's still well, celebrating the dub. She's still well. Good. Let us know. Went out on top. Come buy a drink. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Thought I pump credit. your tires up there. What's full next? credit to her. He's actually going around in the novice on the last day. So full full credit to him. Probably has, I don't think he's won since, but he doesn't have to win another race. He's won all he needed to do. Was the maiden. Uh, race two. This is the worst of the three editions of the Maiden. I've got my queries on Teofilo Star. A, his heart. Two, his ability to stay 3,200 metres. And his craft. Um, I think he's well short at his current price of $2.25. I couldn't encourage anyone to be taking any of that. He got pretty blessed to get as close as he did last start to circle the sun who's going to go around like a 50s chance in the novice and he is no good um i think the more testing track at warnable doesn't aid any help to tfilo star i've got my queries on reserve street staying 3200 meters and his trials haven't been super um aquilion has been only fair i think um, in his sort of jump trials um, but he's going to like his toe in the ground his flat ability will carry him a long way um, he just needs to work on his craft a little bit more the bet in the race that I would suggest not confident but if you listen to this podcast one year ago when it all started you would know 
how keen I was on horse number five, Kalorni. He was two dollars into a dollar fifty-five. He looked like the moral of all morals. Um, he got way too far back and made too many mistakes. And I still can't believe he's a maiden after what happened last year when he was twos into a dollar fifty-five. I think you're getting a luxury at eleven dollars. He has his jumping has improved. Um, coming back this year, I think you know another another preseason under his belt. Um, it's not going to take him long to knock off his maiden. I think you're getting an opportunity to bet. So, if, my word of advice: if if you backed him last year or you have backed him before, he's been rolled at some pretty short prices, and I think you're getting a chance to get your money back and some. Um, I do think this horse has his fair share of ability, so. Um, I've had a small bet on Kalorni, but it's a low-confidence race for me. The horse we were talking about before, um, when we were talking about Impulsor Half-Mast, I think this horse will run well. It's very hard to win your first jump start. I don't think any horse has ever won their first start in a race, and it is um, like they've broken their maiden, and it's, their, and it's a jump start as well. This horse is making his debut as a four-year-old we touched on before he's had the four trials he looks like um he's a relatively good jumper which is what you would expect from a ma horse um but yeah he's just one to watch i would be surprised if he's still a maiden towards the end of the season so just chuck him in your black book and that sort of rounds out the jumps i don't think i sort of had too much else i had a little spec race five overflow miss um she's been Doing some nice work at the trials and the jump outs, but it's a it's a pretty hard race. The market will be your telling factor there. And I think that is all for me. Um, just checking. Yeah, I'll let you go, Bot. What's and his score? Is spot on day one? Oh yeah, sorry. Um who are Havana in race nine? I've I backed I took the six dollars, it's gone now, but that's what I've bet. Race I guess. nine number six. No I, hope, I hope they don't scratch. Yeah, I hope they don't scratch. It's entered in a, on the last day as well. I know. I won't be very happy if they do, because it'll <laughs> win that. It'll it'll win the race on on um tomorrow. I would think. You better ring Maybe Uncle it'll... Lindsay and tell him you'll buy him dinner. I will. I most You're relying will. heavily on Uncle Lindsay on day. Yeah. One. <laughs> if Uncle Lindsay has a good day, I'll be buying him dinner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know you owe Nico dinner for the other podcast. I do, well. I do, yeah. I do. My spies at Equal Farm telling me the fortune teller's still running. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. All right, let's get to day two of the Bull Carnival. We go to the second of the jumps features. It is the Galleywood Hurdle. Number one, Saunter Boy will be looking to go back-to-back in the race. Obviously, last year, it was an incredible race between... Uh, he, St. Annika, and Out and Dreamy. He was just able to get off the canvas and, and defeat them. He is the $2.15 favourite from Blandford Lad, $3.30. Beat him last start. Instigator, $6.00. Out of the Throne, $8.50. Fabulot, $12.00. San Remo, $19.00. Sauna Boy gets 4.5 kilo weight swing on Blandford Lad. Gate 9, perfect. Pateman on. Surely just wins. What do we think, Nick? Yeah. Absolutely. I can't understand how Blanford Lad's so close to him in the market. At his absolute birthday last start, getting seven kilos off him and just beating him, albeit shouldn't have, I can't quite work out why Sauna Boy is not deep in the red. Um, if a few results go our way tomorrow, I'm having my biggest ever bet on Sauna Boy on Wednesday. Where are we? The, the confidence I have in this horse... Is like no other. Flying agent probably number one, but sword to boy number two. Like, although he doesn't jump f- fluent at every obstacle, he just finds a way. Like, there was no he had no right to win that race, the national last year. Um, he nearly fe- he nearly fell at the start and nearly fell. Uh, he put in a couple of other bad ones, but. As soon as he puts one bad one in, his next one, you'll watch him. If he ever if he makes a mistake on Wednesday, just watch him at the next flight. He never puts two bad ones in a, in a row. He always corrects himself straight away. So I think he's just a bit lazy from um, conversations I've had with people who know more about the horse than I do. Um, I think we're getting a luxury to be backing him 
at black odds here. He's a model of consistency. <laughs> I'm telling you everything I've already told you at every other start. Just, just bet up and fill up again. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who the danger is. That's the type of race it is. Like I think Instigator's probably the improver. Blanford Lad's got a good record, but I've never ever really been one of his. Like, heir to the throne, Fablot. Like, some of these are just making up the numbers, really. It's like Sauna Boy on top. Pick for second out of two, Who three. Who cares what runs second, to be honest? Daylight. <laughs> daylight the rest. Like, Sauna Boy will win, and I think he'll win easy in a canner. Yeah. He's um he's my best bet on day two. I uh, couldn't agree more. I think he'll re- turn the tables on Blanford Ladd. Um, Look, just to uh, to reiterate what Nick is saying, this is obviously a hurdle, not a steeple. So he, although he's not the best jumper over the over the small obstacles, you can get away with it. He has proven he's the best hurdler in Australia for the last couple of seasons. Um, I don't think we would have been getting black odds if he had of one last start. So I think that's the positive you take out of last start. Yes, he was beaten, but it wasn't grand final day. He gets a huge weight swing on Blanford Ladd. Um, <laughs> I think Heir to the Throne can run an improved race. He made a bit of a mistake Thanks. at the second last or the last uh, no worries, last mate. start. So I think he can finish off better. Um, I'd be playing him possibly in a Quinella. He looks decent enough at 850, but I'm pretty keen Sauna Boy um, will be betting up pretty large. All right. Lovely. We go to the Wongroom handicap next. 1,200 metres, it's always a great race. They've backed Chief Altony off the map. He's into $6 from Outlaws Revenge, Why? 650 Taunting, $7. It's our time, seven fifty. Last year's winner, Frankie Pino, carries the 60 He's $10, and Sacred Palace is also $10. <laughs> but you've had an early bet here, and thank God for the listeners, the price is still half there. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know why the... Um why Chief Altoni's been back like it's got no against 1200 metre horses it's got no gate speed and it's drawn barrier 14 like they'll probably be getting <coughs> sorry way off the fence here but um yeah I couldn't tell you why I guess his best form clearly is on a heavy to wet like wet soft 7 to heavy track but um like I couldn't have him I couldn't have him the price he is I've got him about price of I got him $12 I couldn't have him anywhere near $6 um Outlaw's Revenge has been super um and the the, the betting for him last night was absolutely insane like he he jumped shorter on Betfair than what he did in the corpse like he cause I, I cause last night I took I took $5 on Betfair Outlaw's Revenge like right before they jumped and it BSP'd $4.20 like it was insane some someone's obvious someone obviously had a massive bet in it. Anyway, it was unsuited and it and it ran on really well. Really like really strong late late section was there, so um I think it's primed to run to its peak, if not better, um, for the new stable. Um but the horse here I'm backing you know, I've got uh, quite a lot shorter than, than what the market current <coughs> currently is is taunting. Um he's third up here. I think he's he's at the point where I think he wants twelve hundred meters, um the 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 win at Oatbank last start was enormous. Uh, it was really really strong time, and and he he put up a rating there that says he's either going to do it again third up or maybe go go even better. He's 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 still got room to move to his actual peak, and I think if he runs that, he could be winning this by two to three lengths. And I think he gets the perfect map. He's from Barrier Five, Jess Eden. He's ridden the horse um, seven times, five wins, a second, a third. I don't, I don't know how much that means, but she knows the horse, and and yeah, like other horses in the market, Frankie Pino, like I couldn't possibly have it. Um, I think it was made to look good by the extremely fast pace um, last start. What else is in the market? Um, yeah, it's our time. I understand, but it's it's got to go all the way back and. Like I think taunting's going to be forward of midfield or or midfield thereabouts, and it's just going to get the perfect run, peel out, and and get the run on them. I think he's a he's a great bet. You can get seven fifty, seven sixty, depending where you're you want to bet. But um, I think that's a great price to be honest. 
I think it should be favourite and clear favourite. I think I, I think it's a three dollar fifty chance to be honest. Yeah, huge. Uh, mm. I could definitely be backing him as well, taunting, but I'm also probably going to back it uh, bracket bet him with it's our time. Um, he's a horse that loves these soft tracks. What's and a bracket while, bet? Oh, bracket bet just means backing two different horses. Oh, to win right, okay. Similar amount. I, I thought it was like a bet. Probably two bets. What the fuck is that? Yeah, Benny two bets. Um, yeah, I think he's been he's been running really well in probably stronger races than this. He hasn't been able to get the job done on a couple of occasions, but he's proven fast tempos, slow tempos doesn't matter. Um, heavy track, soft track, that'll that'll be absolutely fine for him. And he gets in really well with fifty six kilos. He's not penalised obviously because he hasn't been winning. Um, Danny O'Brien did win this race back in two thousand and twenty with Order of Command. Order of command back in these uh, same colours. He lumped the sixty-two kilos to win. Um, this you. horse might might not be quite as good as that horse, but uh, I, I just think even though he has drawn out in barrier thirteen, I think you know late in the day on the Wednesday he'll be getting back and getting into the best ground. I think he can win. Um, and Mickey D, I don't want to get on the wrong side of him again. So it's our time. I'll be backing, but I can also understand. The love for, for taunting, I think he was probably going to start shorter than what he currently is. Nico, anything in the Wong game? I had two pre-post bets. I backed taunting at $9. And I backed It's Our Time at $6. Wow, we're Don't quite understand how It's Our Time is drifting. But probably typical. Probably what I get for back and D. So <laughs> let's hope the market switches itself around before race day and he bucks the trend and actually rides a winner for me sounds good he rides me winner I'll buy him a drink (laughs) I reckon that is all the races we're going to deep dive what other bets do we have on day two I'll quickly go in race nine Um, Nick Ryan has uh, if he could this horse opened at $11 apparently on, on TAB and I was able to snatch up $8.50. $8.50. The price is gone now. He's into $4.40 favourite. But he does look a very good bet. Um, this is not a strong 64 at all. And he's been running strong through the line. His last two upset the favourite last start. Draws perfectly here. Barrier four for Dean Yendel. And he looks like he's absolutely crying out for 1700 now. Goes 12 to 14 to 17. Um, son of Yifraj. I think he looks a very good bet. Uh, I'm not sure if the current price is still value or not, but you can see it tumbling in even more than what he already is. Yeah, I, I um, I, I because w- I drove to um, Warnable today, and I was refreshing tab every two minutes, trying to wait for this. Because out of all the bets I wanted to have, this was the bet I wanted to get on as soon as possible because I knew it was going to go off. Whatever price it went up, I knew it was going to go off. Um. I thought it was a $3 chance they put up $11. I would have loved that because I, I was literally refreshing the whole day, waiting for it the entire day um, on the car trip, get to one of them, start taking the bags out, and then, and then they go up and I miss the price. Nick, Nick called me. I missed his call telling me to get on if you, get on him, but um, I, missed his, I missed it and whatever. I'm on at $5, so it's not the worst thing in the world, but whatever. It is what it is, mate. Um, and the only other race I was half interested in, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it an official bet just yet, but the, the 120 stablechase race for, I thought Count Zero could potentially be a bet. He's a pretty decent jumper, and we know he'll obviously stay. Um, he won the Jericho two years ago, I believe. Um, and he gets Aaron Lynch aboard now uh, from Kuru last start. He's $4.40 second elect, and you can just sort of poke holes in some of the others. Roland Garros, we've seen him fall in a hole a couple of times. Under the bridge, Tolmac, historic. They're kind of just, you're, you're jumping numbers. Um, you could probably argue a case that Count Zero is as well, but he's just more of a winner for mine, and we've seen him do it a couple of times, so I could potentially get involved there. Tolmac's oh. been absolutely steamed. He has. It's been 18 to $6. Yeah, well. Shit race um, anyway. It's disgusting. I'm I'm having a bet in race seven. I'm backing Miss Balvenie for Yes Nash. spots. Nash. 
Nash Willer and Tom Dabernick. Um You look at the ratings in this horse and there's a, a clear distinction in its best form and that is when it is fresh. It's first up here over a thousand metres versus some horses that are, I would argue that are not a thousand metre horses like Sabar. He's coming off a 1400 metre run and he's drawn barrier 10. It is Lindsay Smith so he can pull some things off, especially this time of year. But um, I thought that Miss Balvenie Nash on and go straight to the front end will run a number that I think the others will struggle to do. So I was very happy to 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 be backing her. I got a three dollars forty. I think that's a, the four dollars you're getting now is a a pretty good gamble. I mean, you probably might even get a little bit better. So I probably wait maybe. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got Saber seventeen dollars and it's this five dollar second favorite. So. There you go. Huge. Nico, and yeah, on day two. I've just got a couple to add, so I don't have a firm opinion in the Decron Dunro. Um <coughs> at this point in time. We all had uh more plays than what we speak about now. If we see fit, um obviously we're forecasting um a little way in advance along a lot can change between now and on Wednesday, so we will keep you all updated um, as best we can. Um, I'm yeah, I'm coming with you, but I think Miss Balvine, um, one of the better bets on Wednesday. She's jumped out like an absolute rocket. Goes best fresh, wet ground tick, buried two tick. Uh, Nash will get us the cash in race seven, I believe. Um, and yeah, obviously. Uh, race nine, as you boys touched on, uh, if he could, I am on at eight dollars fifty as well. We didn't quite get the elevens, unfortunately. Went from elevens to eight fifty um, upon betting, which is a little disappointing. But uh, the information I've been told about this bloke is that um, uh, one of the owners is betting and betting up large. Um, they are very confident. And, yeah, they just, they didn't give too much away, but they just said, um, bet and bet, pretty much. (laughs) I can't tell you too much more, but looks to draw in perfect barrier four. He ran super last start, shunted six wide at Terrain, uh, turned over a short price favourite who looks like he has his own degree of talent. Um, Yendall should sum up, this is not a very good field. Um, there's no reason why he shouldn't go very, very close to winning here. I wouldn't have thought. And yeah, that sort of tops me off for Wednesday got, at this point in time. I've got one more. Um, I haven't backed it yet, but um, I can definitely see myself um, having something on Launchpad in the last, who won mm. the last race of the carnival last year. Um, last two preparations, he's... He, um, He's run the exact same rating both times first up at the at the Warnable Carnival last year and at Narracourt as a dollar sixty favourite, I think. Um he's twelve dollars right now and I think Tom Dabernick's figured his out figured him out. He's the best when he's fresh and um I think they won't see which way he goes. Audio if... Just gone as he Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? <laughs> as he was explaining that to Can you hear me? <laughs> But anyway, Launchpad in the last. He obviously won the last race of the actual carnival last year. It was Blake McDougall kissing the grandstand down the outside and absolutely bolting in. So Can you he's hear me? going around in the last on Wednesday and is $12, the top price on Labros. Only niggle I had was his recent jump out was not super, but maybe that was so just so. a nice hit out he needed to be up to the mark here. Can you hear me? All right. We'll see if Bot Log's back on, but I think that'll just about do us. Nick, best bets. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. Impulsor for me, day one. Um, and Saunter Boy, day two. Also, I think Flying Agent is a very good bet. I think we're lining up in the jumps, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much all that you've said. Um, I've had small bets uh, in the first, working around uh, Vivid Red Sky, King's Charisma. Small bet. Kalorni race two, launching Impulsar race three, launching uh, Flying Agent race six. 
And then, yeah, we go to um, launching Saunter Boy on the Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen. Um, if any of the punters are going there that are listening to this, get in the DMs, let us know where you are, and we'll try to catch up for a beer or come out into the evenings into the Whalers, which is where you'll find us. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a ripping carnival. Can't wait, and hopefully... Um, we have a touch of luck and it should be a fruitful carnival um at this stage we are planning to do a podcast on wednesday evening can't promise that we're going to be in the best of states if sauna boy <laughs> and a few of these others win we might be we'll uh hitting the gas pretty hard but um we do have intentions of doing a wednesday night podcast and we will just give a brief sort of flick over to um, Thursday's racing and we'll fit in the weekend preview um, then just an early bet that I could suggest the punters into right now for the annual uh, where is it? I think Cross Hill is over the odds at the moment he's going to lap up 5500 on the minimum of 64.5 kilos uh, I think they're still around the $15 and $3.20 available at the moment um Sort of a small win, good place bet. I think he can really figure into um, the top three um, at this point in time. Um, and just keep your powder dry for Stern Idol at the moment. I think we'll get closer to $2 um, come closer to race day. Uh, he's the one to beat. But He's going to go through a different pain barrier, 5,500 metres, early horse in his career. He has one of the most exciting jumpers that we have seen in Australia, but he's still not over the line and he's still got the, the task ahead of him. So to be taking that sort of quote about a horse over 5,500 metres, um, you'd want to be pretty certain. And I do trust Kieran and, and everything like that. They wouldn't have him there if they, they didn't think... Um, he could run 5,500. He's worth too much money to them in the future um, to ruin him for one race. But just hold your powder dry at the moment. I think we can just wait. Um, and an early bet the punters can have in the... Which race is it? In the first race um, on the last day in the Hammonds Paint Novice Champion Hurdle. Uh, I think I'm going to be with Nelson at this point in time. Uh, I think he's a fantastic bet at the moment. The $2.40 on offer is rather rather nice. So, um, obviously, as always, Benny, we like to bet with Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company, for more reasons than one. Um, the odds drift protector will obviously be engaged. So, um, yeah, I think you should definitely be backing Nelson now and... Just keep your powder dry on Stern Idol, but have um, a little win and a good place bet on Cross Hill in the annual. They're two early plays that I think you should be having. Too good, mate. Uh, all right, I think that'll just about do us. As Nico touched on, Wednesday night we will be doing a podcast where we'll preview day three and we'll go through a couple bets for this weekend. Uh, what have they got? The Saints for this weekend in Adelaide. So the mayors go around. Good chance. Hollandale in Queensland, Zaki. Yeah. Zaki goes around in the Hollandale, looks looks hard to beat. Sunshine Coast it's at this year, so that's a little bit inter- interesting. Adds another dynamic. I better ask Max Minnie's question because uh, it was the only question we got this week. He says, what is the sleeping arrangement? Bot and Nico and then the boss in his own bed. Thanks for that. Uh, but the arrangement is Nico and I are staying at your family friend's place um, and we're going to be hard to ruin the room and Bot's got the luxury of uh, staying at his grandparents place so well luxury some may say but uh. <laughs> bot will be coming home at 3am and uh wanting yeah. the key to get back in and he might be locked out so it's going to be an experience for the great man first up but uh we'll see how we go he'll come oh. back a better person that's for sure <laughs> let's wrap it up there uh <laughs> obviously we need to remember that it is the one year anniversary of racing preview so just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who is on board who 
regularly listens to the show and has shared it with mates. Uh, it's been an absolute journey. We back some winners, we back some losers as well, but we do it with a smile and we've created a lot of good friendships doing it. So thank you guys. Good luck at this year's Warrnambool Carnival. We'll catch you back here on Wednesday night. Cheers. Good luck. Mm-hmm.